Yesterday, I um, texted a few people and shared with them that the Lord put in my spirit. We've entered into the month of August. August is the eighth month. And the Lord put in my spirit, I'm getting ready to, to put you in a new season. Now, the caveat to that is, in this new season, there's going to be some challenges and some decisions that you make are going to be uncomfortable, but you must follow the Spirit of God. You have to cut some things loose. Some people consider you crazy, but... You have to do what the Lord is saying in this new season. Somebody shout, new season. I want to go into the word today. Again, thank the Lord for everybody who's here. And I want to share some things with you in Jesus' name. At the beginning of this year, I shared that one of the ministry objectives of the church is building and preserving the family, both natural and spiritual. One of the things that I've taken note of as a pastor is that for many, not all, but for many, we filled our calendars and personal schedules so full that in many instances, we've left out time for what really is priority. Minister Nickens touched on it in dealing with the subject, truth is relative to me, without considering what is truth. It's one of the reasons why I slipped out is to show support even to our young people, the nursery ministry, our children's church, our teens. If we do not reach this generation, they'll be lost. Because there's a generation coming that does not know who God is. And we learn from the scripture, when that happens, then people begin to do what is right in their own eyes. Again, what truth is relative to me. With that in mind... I feel strongly led of God to deal with a subject that I introduced a few weeks ago. And uh, it actually, the Lord actually changed the subject. Uh, you remember the message I preached not too long ago dealing with Joseph, that the Lord is working it out? The, uh, I actually had started another subject and it was entitled, What Really Matters. But then I felt the Lord change it at that moment. So I want to revisit that subject of what really matters. Sometimes we put things in priority and we don't really consider that's not worth anything. we have to be reminded of what really matters. So for that reason, 
I want to start off in 1 John chapter 4, verse number 7. I'll be dealing with some scriptures, no doubt, from the King James Version. But I want you to share this word, and I hope that you're blessed, even with some revelation. I probably will not finish it all today, because the Lord has put in my spirit to do something at the conclusion of the service. Hallelujah. And I want to be obedient. But let's get started. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, using the message version. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. And when we go to verse number 20, if anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? So, again, the message today is what really matters. Look at somebody just say, what really matters. And as a spiritual father, I've seen some things, heard some things, and I've seen something try to creep in among us that we've forgotten what really matters. And I hope over the next couple messages, I will try to hit home. But there should never be an instance where we as people of God say we hate another person. especially of the household of faith. Because look at the scripture again. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother. It didn't say enemy. It doesn't say hating the devil. It doesn't say hating somebody who you know is evil. He specifically points out how you can say, I love God, and you hate your brother or your sister. And unfortunately, I've heard some things, things creeping in. No one can ever tell somebody else not to come to this church. Because you feel uncomfortable with them being here. Who are you? And I don't care what your family name is. I don't care how much money you contribute to the ministry. 
I don't care what you think your perceived position is. You cannot love God and then have hatred for your brother or sister. Now, I pray you receive what I saw from God. Because remember last week I dealt with fake news. And I hope that after the message you saw the spiritual overtones. And I reference in the opening scripture from last week's message is that that great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who what? Deceives the whole world. He was cast out to the earth, what? And his angels, what? Were. See, that makes up the demonic forces. Demons are really fallen angels. Hallelujah. They're angelic beings. So from the illustration that you see, when, when, when God decided that there's no room for you, Lucifer, in my house, you got to go. Oh, I wish some of us as parents would follow what Jesus says. If you can't follow my rules, you got to go. See, God is love, but he still would not tolerate sin in his house. Who made Lucifer? God. But when Lucifer decided he was going to exert his position over God, God said, oh, no, you got to go. Many times we have tolerated too much in our homes because we love our children. But we must take the position as for me and my house, <laughs> we are going to serve the Lord. Spirits do not die. We learn that from the scriptures. St. Matthew chapter 8, verse 29, 32. Spirits can indwell in living creatures. Hallelujah. Spirits can indwell in you and animals, living creatures. Listen, a devil can get in a bee. You drive it down the road, all of a sudden a bee come flying in your car. <laughs> now, I don't know where Alexis is, but, but if, a, if a bee or anything come in her car, she will wreck the car. <laughs> Hallelujah. A, a demon could get in a roach. Remember, we don't die, we... See, so y'all know it. 
spirits can indwell in a living creature. Now, you can cast a spirit out. St. Mark chapter 6, verse 12, 13. You can rebuke and or bind a spirit. Jude chapter 1, verse 9. And then a spirit can even be imprisoned. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. And that's, that's something that blows your mind. How can you imprison the wind? So how can you imprison a spirit? But you can't kill a spirit. See, that's the basis and foundation of my apologetic position is that spirits do not die. Consequently, when these demonic forces were cast out of heaven, and the Bible says specifically they, they fell to earth, those spirits that were cast out of heaven are alive today. Now, the scripture uh, lets us know that some of them yet still are imprisoned, and will be loosed at some point. And if you think you've seen some evil times, wait till some of these other demons get loose. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Our, our ministry is very much considering going to the Holy Lands next year in 2020. And one of the places I want to make sure we go to is the location of Armageddon, where it's been biblically prophesied that will be the location of the final battle between good and evil. This thing is real. Look at somebody say, this thing is real. You cannot kill a spirit. They're still alive. Now stay with me, I'm building my case. For that reason, we can better understand why and how History repeats itself. Have you ever noticed seemingly things keep repeating? And we say history repeats itself. Well, if the motivation behind the action is still alive and does not die, it still is working down through history. And guess what? It's working today. Same spirit. And that's where I'm going with the, the, the message, especially as we introduce today what really matters. It's one thing that you have to understand. When you identify specific patterns or repetitions that occur. A repetitive pattern, listen, is a cyclical uh, repetition of an identifiable core. When we have a, a pattern that continually repeats itself, then it's cyclical. It comes up again. It comes up again. It comes up again. You even have cyclical instances in your life. That things keep on coming up. Hallelujah. 
And the same thing is true from the scriptures. That there's a pattern that you can follow through history and actually through the scriptures. Listen, and you see the same thing happening. And, and after a while, you have to begin to search the scriptures to understand what is happening. So we got to not just read the scripture to get a good time, but we got to study and search the scriptures to help us that when we see that pattern coming again, we know how to fight against it. It is fact that when you have a generation of those that have had divorces, you'll see that same spirit trying to run through families even today. I wish I had somebody to hear me. Until you take a position, uh, this thing stops with this generation. was in prison and granddad was in prison and grandma was in prison and dad was in prison honey it does not mean you have to be in prison you've got to identify what spirit they call it a curse I call it a spirit I wish somebody hear me hallelujah that's because your daddy was a rolling stone. You, you don't think you have to roll either. You better plant that stone and keep it in one place. Help me, Holy Ghost. See, I'm getting ready to preach up in here. You go to the funeral and see cousins and, and, and family and folk, and you, and you wonder, how are they part of the family? Uh, not knowing uh, our dad was moving around a little bit. Ooh, and sometimes it's not just dad only. We have to search the scriptures. Hear me. I, I, I'm injecting a little humor, but, but please, this uh, has gripped my heart. And I feel that, yes, we love to worship when we love to shout, but we got to hear the word. We got to learn the scriptures. Uh, we got to stop some patterns that have been happening in our life. And we've got to declare, I'm in a new season. I, I refuse to continue to be in debt. I'm speaking debt-free life. I'm speaking no more bankruptcies. I wish somebody hear me. Listen, if you've had to go down the road of bankruptcy, do not feel bad. That was your legal right. And don't you let the devil or anyone make you try to feel bad. But you got to make a declaration. Oh, it stops here. I'm speaking in my entire family for my children, my children's children. We are going to be debt free. Hallelujah. Now, it does not mean you just can say it, but you got to put some action behind it. And part of the action is you got to stop spending when you don't have the money to spend. Yeah. 
Well, I know I'm preaching. How can you spend when you don't have money? You charge it. If you don't have it, stop. Stop charging. You do not need that other pair of Nikes. I don't care how nice they look. And don't fall victim into the discounts and the sales. If it's 25% off, if you can't afford uh, the whole thing, you can't afford 25% off. Wear what you got. It got a hole in it. Put some cardboard in the shoe. And if you want to be fashionable, paint the cardboard red. So that when you walk, they'll see a red dot. <laughs> and somebody will swear you got a fantastic style. <laughs> the the world says, fake it until, uh, I, didn't, I didn't say it, the world said it, hallelujah. But, 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 but hear what I'm saying. You have, listen, you have to identify the pattern. And that's what I want to do today as I introduce what really matters. Please. For that reason, I want you to see something here. If we go and get your Bibles out, you who have your Bibles, and go to the book of Genesis. Genesis is the book of the beginnings. So we need to identify where did the pattern begin so that we can see the repetition through history. In Genesis, uh, let's go to chapter number uh, three first. Familiar passage of scripture. We're going to look at the beginning. Genesis chapter number three. All right, if you have it, I want you to see with me verse number one. The Bible says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Hasn't God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Verse 2, and the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. Verse number 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. First act, the deceiver. What did we read from Revelation? What did God give as the adjective describing Satan? A deceiver. That's the very first act. The first act of Satan is you always will be deceived. And the deception comes with the counteraction of what God said. Whatever God said, he's going to deceive and tell you that's not God. 
again, getting back to the message was so impacted to me from Wednesday. Truth then becomes relative as opposed to what really is truth when God said, I am truth. It's relative. You will die. The devil said, you'll not surely die. First act. Stay with me. Stay with me. And you'll see then throughout history, the repetition, God, the devil comes as a deceiver. And even with the Holy Ghost, if we're not careful, the Bible lets us know even the elect of God can be deceived. Hallelujah. Ah. That's why you must make sure you're in tune with the Spirit of God. And what we need more than anything else is the ability to discern spirits. Because everybody smiling at you is not your friend. Everybody saying they're voting for you doesn't mean they're with you. And everybody who says, I got a good deal for you, really doesn't mean to do you well. Hallelujah. Somebody who says, I love you, you better know God says that's the one. Because a person can say what they want, but when you say, I do, you'll see the real person. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Now, it's, it's one thing to be deceived once, but many folk keep falling in the same thing. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. I, I, I got to go. So, if that was the first act, let me now identify the second act, which you're going to see repeats itself throughout history. Next chapter, chapter four. Hallelujah. Adam knew his wife, which means they had sexual relations. And please identify that. Adam knew Eve, his wife, not his girlfriend. Adam had sexual relations with his wife. They weren't shacking in the garden. Oh, I'm going to make it plain. Which means, you got to think, God must have married Adam and Eve. And what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Oh, help me. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. He had sexual relations and, and, and had, they had a son, Cain, and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother, Abel. Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. 
So we see in verse number three, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and offering them to the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the first things of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Oh, the Lord preferred the offering of Abel over his brother Cain. Hear me. The Lord preferred the offering of Abel. Help me, Holy Ghost. Here it is. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. What happened? Noel, you seeing this? Cain then became very wroth and his countenance failed. That word wroth, listen, in the Hebrew means glow or grows warm, which means that, 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 that Cain was burning with anger and jealousy. We're looking at the second act. When God preferred the offering of Abel, Cain got angry. Now, who should he have gotten angry with was God. But he took out his anger against his brother. And then the Bible says, uh, hallelujah, verse number six, uh, and the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lies at the door and unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him. Verse number eight, and and Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Here's the start of the pattern of the second act of Satan, hating and killing your brother. And that spirit of hatred, listen, for your brother exists today. Next week, if the Lord says the same, I'm going to share with you and hope to reiterate the fact that when your brother or sister is preferred of God, it creates such a jealousy. It's spiritual. Sometimes your family, brothers and sisters, and spiritual brothers and sisters react against you because you've got an anointing that they don't. 
And because God is lifting you up and because God has preferred you and because God has blessed you, they look at you and see how God is moving in your life. But because their arms are too short to box with God, they lash out at you. And it's not because they don't love you. It's because that spirit of jealousy. And we've had how many families destroyed that you say, I hate my sister. I hate my brother. And you actually, some try to kill, kill their reputation. Kill that anointing. Get them out of the preference that God. That's why they'll ask you to do something that you know they know you don't, you don't do. Hey, why don't you come and drink with us? They know you don't drink. What are they trying to do? Get you to fall from the grace of God. Now, next week, I hope to share some more. Hallelujah. Come on, John the worshipers I hope to share some more with you come on and give God praise and you'll see how that same spirit is the cause of the hatred that we're having today in our land hating one another. Listen, please hear me. How can one church organization or belief hate another church and organization? And you both believe the same things. Spirit. Spirit. But I felt that of the Lord. That's why I wanted to stop right here before we go further. Some of us have had a challenging week. Some of us have been going through some things. Elder uh, Talbert alluded to it in some of his comments. Some have had some deaths, financial challenges, spiritual physical and I, and I at the beginning of this August month I heard the Lord say pray for saints pray you've been under a spiritual attack and you haven't even been aware of it and today I pray we're going to release you we're going to release you